This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson, and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 761 for release on Sunday, September 24th, 2023. On WaveScan today. Our main feature is Fiji, Part 1, The Early Years and Shortwave. Also, new programming for Radio Australia, DX reports from Bangladesh and the Philippines, and a new shortwave transmitter for LRA 36. Today we're opening our program with part of the melody of an old hymn you may have recognized, Dwelling in Beulah Land. That melody with new lyrics titled God Bless Fiji was adopted as the national anthem of Fiji when that nation gained independence in 1970. And we played it because today we begin a multi-part look at the broadcasting scene in the Fijian Islands. Here's Ray Robinson in Los Angeles to tell us more. Thanks, Jeff. The islands of Fiji are located in the South Pacific, north of New Zealand and out from Australia. There are more than 800 islands in the Fiji group, made up of mainly volcanic outcrops and coral ridges. The two main islands are Viti Levu, meaning Big Fiji, and Vanua Levu, meaning Big Land. The total land area is a little more than 7,000 square miles, and the capital city is Suva, which is located on the largest island. The total population of Fiji is just less than one million people, made up mainly of Fijians of Melanesian descent, and descendants also of Indians brought over from India during the colonial era. The official language is English, though Fijian and Hindustani are widely spoken in the ethnic groups. In its early history, the Fijians were cannibals. However, in the year 1871, Chief Kakabao united most of the islanders and, with the aid of the King of Tonga, brought peace to the islands. Three years later, Chief Kakabao invited the English to make the islands a British Crown colony, and then, almost 100 years later, in 1970, Fiji was granted independence. And so we begin the story of wireless and radio in Fiji by going right back to the early years of the 20th century. Immediately prior to World War I, Spark wireless transmitters were installed at three different locations in Fiji, primarily for inter-island and ship-to-shore communications. One early report indicates that these were German units and therefore probably made by Telefunken. These three transmitters were initially given call signs that were abbreviations of their island locations, as was the custom at the time. However, soon after the 1418 war, these were changed according to the newly introduced international scheme of call signs to use the prefix of VP instead. 
and thus Insuva, the transmitter that had initially been assigned the call of SVA, became VPD. In Lambasa, the LBA transmitter became VPE, and in Tavanui, the TVA transmitter became VPF. In the early 1920s, new valve transmitters were installed at each of these wireless stations, and a new station, a fourth, VQL, was installed at Savu Savu. Besides being used for Morse code communications, these four new transmitters were then also used for an early attempt at experimental radio broadcasting. The main station in this network of radio stations in Fiji was VPD, located in the outskirts of the capital city, Suva. Interestingly though, the call sign VPD was also in use at the same time for another shortwave broadcasting station located at Doveritz, near Berlin in Germany. In 1930, a new radio facility was installed near Suva by AWA in Sydney, and the transmitter power was probably around 200 watts. Although this was again primarily a communication facility, occasional program broadcasts were made from this transmitter. On one occasion, station VPD broadcast a special relay to VK2ME in Sydney with the Fijian segment of the famous South Seas broadcast of 1933. Another special broadcast was made in November 1934 using another new shortwave transmitter, VPD2. This was a relay from VK2ME in Sydney of the Royal Wedding in London. Regular program broadcasting on that shortwave unit, VPD2, was carried out from that time onwards. In 1939, a further shortwave transmitter was installed just prior to the start of the Second World War, and that was noted on air under the callsign VPD4, with a relay of the BBC in French. This service was on the air for about 18 months, beginning mid-year 1940, using the old Suva transmitter now running at about 400 watts. Around the same time period, this station also carried a shortwave relay to Fiji and the Pacific on behalf of AFRS, the American Forces Radio Service. And then early in 1942, transmitter VPD was taken over by the United States Army and Navy for use as a telegraph transmitter. When peace was finally restored in the Pacific, plans were laid for the construction of a new two-storey studio building in Suva and a new transmitter base at Naulu in a swampy area 25 miles from Suva. These new facilities were officially opened in 1954. At the new location, the call sign initially used by the shortwave transmitter was ZJV, the same as a co-sighted medium-wave unit, but then a few months later the shortwave transmitter was assigned the separate call sign VRH. But alas, in August 1972, the shortwave service in Fiji was dropped in favour of coverage on medium-wave and subsequently on FM. Nearly half a century ago, our editor-in-chief, Adrian Peterson, made his first itinerary across the Pacific, travelling from California to Australia. His family visited four different island groups in one day, and ended the day with a speaking appointment at the Adventist College near Suva in Fiji. Next morning, on the way to the airport, he made a brief stop at the studio building of Radio Fiji. He asked the official about the old transmitters that were in use before the Pacific War, medium-wave ZJV and short-wave VPD2, indicating that these were two very valuable historic units. 
The official said, yes, they are valuable, but they're too large and cumbersome. We don't have any room for them here at Radio Fiji, and there's no room for them in the National Museum. If you want one, you can have it, he said, pointing to the large transmitter in the foyer. Sadly, there was no way that Adrian could accept the offer and transport the huge old AWA transmitter on the plane. Well, over the years, the radio service in Fiji has issued nine different QSL cards, some of which were also available in the earlier years from the AWA address in Sydney. All of these cards are now considered to be quite exotic, and they form a very valuable overview of the history of radio broadcasting in Fiji. Three different QSL cards were issued for shortwave stations VPD and ZJV from both Sydney and Suva. The original QSL card from VPD was a colour map of the Pacific, and the second card showed a coastal fishing scene. The QSL card from ZJV showed a Fijian village scene. Well, next week, here in Wavescan, we'll take a look at the development of medium-wave broadcasting in Fiji and Fiji's role in the Mosquito Network during World War II. Back to you, Jeff. Thanks very much, Ray Robinson at The Voice of Hope in California. And I have just returned from over two weeks in Australia, where we participated in the HFCC B23 Shortwave Frequency Coordination Conference. We'll have more about that and a visit to the Australian Radio DX Club's annual general meeting in Brisbane on Wavescan during the coming weeks. But we were also able to stop over in Fiji for a few days in each direction, and we'll have a lot more from Fiji during the next few weeks as well. Staying in that region, ABC Radio Australia has more than tripled the amount of Pacific-focused content that it's broadcasting across the Pacific and Timor-Leste. The station has also recruited a wide range of new talent. The ABC has launched this new schedule due to dedicated funding for international activities from the federal government. The new offerings include new Pacific Island music shows, a two-hour weekday morning show called Nessia Daily, a rugby league and union roundup program, a revamped Pacific sports show featuring men's and women's sports from across the region, a conversation-style program called Stories from the Pacific, and specialist series Pacific Scientific, Climate Mana, and Culture Compass. The latest programs join the existing Pacific lineup, including flagship news and current affairs show Pacific Beat, Pacific Review, the news and current affairs program Wantok, Pacific Prepared, Island Music, the children's music show Pacific Playtime, and more. Join me, Sosafina Formali, for On The Record, an hour-long deep dive into the music that has made an incredible range of artists from right across the Pacific. We'll discover stories behind songs of inspiration, songs of activism, songs of evolution, and songs of pride as we chop it up with Pacifica musicians you already know and love, and hopefully some you'll be meeting and falling in love with for the first time. On The Record, Tuesdays at 4 o'clock PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. And that brings us to the end of Pacific Beat. Until next time, I'm Aggie Dubon, and this is Pacific Beat. Good morning, Helen Zaremus with ABC News. 
A heatwave across Australia's southeast is intensifying, with temperatures forecast to be up to 18 degrees above average. ABC International Services head Claire Gorman said ABC Radio Australia was shifting into the next year. It's been serving international audiences continuously since 1939 and in recent years has focused its content and transmission on serving the Pacific and Timor-Leste. However, said Ms. Gorman, the latest investments which have led to the new schedule will make us even more relevant to our listeners and ensure we're offering the best Australian and Pacific programming to the region. ABC Radio Australia head Justine Kelly added that the broadcaster is building a high-value pan-Pacific service designed for, with, and about Pacific people. ABC Radio Australia claims it's increased its monthly listenership by 12% to 321,000 from 2022 to 2023. In the coming months, the services will add seven new locations to their current FM footprint of 13 sites across the Pacific and Timor-Leste. This will include transmissions to Kiribati, Nauru, the Federated States of Micronesia, Gizo in the Solomon Islands, Kokopo and Loringau in Papua New Guinea, and Buka in the autonomous region of Bougainville. Phase 2, to be undertaken in coming years, will see further expansion of the network's footprint to all Pacific Island Forum member states. Unfortunately, the current expansion does not include any resumption of Radio Australia's shortwave service to the Pacific. Now let's catch up on our DX news that's come in from our correspondents while I was away. First, here's Salahuddin Dolar in Bangladesh. Dear listeners and radio hobbyists, welcome you in August 2023 edition of Bangladesh DX Report in Webiscan. This is Salahuddin Dollar from Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Glad to be back and thanks for listening. The receiving log of different radio station. August 3, 2023, Adventist World Radio Persian program signing of announcement was heard at 1657 UTC on 15605 kHz. The SIO code was 333. Voice of America Radio Ashna Kuwait in Dari language was heard at 1702 UTC on 11575 kHz. The SIO code was 333. Radio Dabanga Maria D. Galleria reporting by OM in Dari language was heard at 1705 UTC on 11604 kHz. The SIO code was 333. TRT English service NSK World Radio Japanese Service, a song was heard at 1777 UTC 9th August 2023, Voice of Korea, North Korea, Korean Patriotic Song was heard at 1227 UTC on 13650 kHz. The SIO code was 444. KBS World Radio, Indonesian Service, Talk by Wael was heard at 
Eniske World Radio Japanese service while talking was heard at 1243 UTC on 9750 kHz. The code was 433. KNLS Alaska English service Christian talk by OM was heard at 1245 UTC on 9795 kHz. The code was 333. Vatican Radio Russian service OM's talking was heard. At 1247 21710kHz.com Okay, I will come with more DX news in the next edition. Till then, take care. Salahuddin Dollar, Ratshahi, Bangladesh. Thank you, Salahuddin. And now we're off to the Philippines and Henry Umatai. Hello, everyone. To the dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are, welcome to the September edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 198. I'm Henry Umatai in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central. Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank the following DXers for sending the reception report most recently. Mr. John Zachary Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines, Mr. Pranab Kumar Ray in West Bengal, India, and Mr. Richard Lemke in Alberta, Canada. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception lags for August 2023. August 6, China Radio International on 17510 in Filipino from Nanning. At 12.06, SIO 333. August 6, Voice of America on 12.08 in Korean, from Tinang. At 12.10, SIO 444. August 13, Radio Taiwan International on 11.915 in Indonesian, from Pauchong. At 12.13, SIO 555. August 13, Voice of America on 11.785 in Chinese, from Tinang. At 12.16, SIO 555. August 20, Voice of Korea on 11.735 in Korean from Kujang at 11.14 SIO 545 August 20. Voice of America on 9.395 in Korean from Tinang at 12.19 SIO 545 August 20. Radio Thailand on 9.395 in English from Odentani at 12.21 SIO 444 August 27. Radio Taiwan International on 9555 in Chinese from Tamsoy Market at 1226 SAO 555 August 27 Rich Vian Australia on 11900 in Hindi from Kununura at 1230 SAO 333 August 27 China Radio International on 9645 in English from Beijing at 1227 SAO 555 and August 27 Transworld Radio KTWR on 11.965 in English from Marissa Guam at 11.14 SIO 555. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to 
pilipinasdx at gmail.com that's p-i-l-i-p-i-n-a-s-d-x for pilipinasdx at gmail.com this has been Henry Umaday for Wavescan in Bacolod City Nagros Occidental Central Philippines saying mabuhay at maraming salamat po Thank you Henry Umaday for our Philippine DX report From the Argentine Antarctic we have some very significant shortwave news Adrian Corol the head of RAI, Argentina to the World, tells us that the Argentine Defense Minister, Jorge Tayana, together with the Joint Antarctic Commander, Brigadier General Edgar Calandin, along with the Executive Director of Radio Nacional, Alejandro Pontlesica, recently announced the donation of a shortwave transmitter to LRA 36, Radio Nacional Arcángel San Gabriel, located at the Argentine Antarctic Base Esperanza. This new transmitter will allow the station to significantly improve its coverage and signal quality, increasing its international reach and disseminating the work of the armed forces and the scientific personnel stationed in Argentina's Antarctic bases. This is an act of generosity, of solidarity with the Argentine people as a whole. It's also an act of patriotism because it will make possible for all of us to listen to radio broadcasts from Antarctica, said Defense Minister Tayana. It's important, he said, for all Argentine men and women to have present in their minds and hearts that there is a part of our territory down there and that there are Argentine men and women working hard in that continent. For his part, Brigadier General Calandine said, For us, it's a joy and enormous satisfaction to be able to show all that Radio Nacional and the Ministry of Defense have done to contribute to Argentine sovereignty in Antarctica. This transmitter will allow us to spread Argentine culture. This is essential to us. Javier Gratz, the donor of the transmitter, was present at the event, and he stressed that the unit was entirely manufactured in Argentina. The donation was preceded by a technical survey carried out at the Joint Antarctic Base Esperanza by Alejandro Petreca, head of Radio Nacional's transmission plant in Pacheco, near Buenos Aires, and engineer Alejandro Alvarez, and promoted by the relationship they have with DRAI, Radio Difusión Argentina al Exterior. The inaugural event was broadcast by the entire public radio network throughout the country. The special program was attended by the director of Radio Nacional, Alejandro Pontlesica, RAI director Adrián Corol, and various journalists and program hosts. A partir de este momento, transmite LRA 36, Radio Nacional Arcángel San Gabriel en Español. Banda de onda corta en la frecuencia de 15.476 kHz desde la base Esperanza, Antártida, Argentina. Hola amigos de todo el mundo, están escuchando Radio San Gabriel en Español desde la base Esperanza, Antártida, Hello, Argentina. Herzliches Willkommen. Hier ist Radio San Gabriel in Spanish aus der Base Esperanza. Hi friends from all over the world. You are listening to Radio Arcángel San Gabriel in Spanish, broadcasting from Base Esperanza in the Argentina and Antártida. 안녕하세요. 청취자 여러분들 환영합니다. 여기는 Radio San Gabriel Base Esperanza, Antártida, Argentina입니다. LRA 36 began transmissions on October 20th, 1979, and since then has been operating virtually non-stop from the Esperanza base in Antarctica. It's one of the most sought-after stations by shortwave listeners from all over the world, and its signal has been picked up in places as distant as Alaska, Iceland, Japan, most European countries, and Latin America. 
It's the only public radio station that broadcasts from Antarctica on shortwave, a characteristic that, added to the fact that it's operated by personnel of the Joint Antarctic Command, makes it unique in relation to the other stations of Radio Nacional, such as RAI. In 2022, and for the first time, the entire LRA 36 team was made up of only women. The same is true this year, and it's expected to occur in 2024 as well. Radio Nacional staff, teachers from the Universidad Nacional de Quilmes, RAI, and the Antarctic Joint Command all take part in the training of the station staff. Being a radio station of international scope, its goal is to disseminate Argentine culture, but above all, the work of the armed forces in the Antarctic bases, the scientific research work, and the long-running historical claim of Argentine sovereignty over this portion of Antarctic territory. The transmitter will have a power of 10 kilowatts, and it's expected to be working effectively during the Antarctic Campaign 2024. The current shortwave frequency for LRA-36 is 15,476 kilohertz. And we had WaveScan today with music from Fiji. These are the Radisson Serenaders with Daulomani. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and in Los Angeles by Ray Robinson. Next week, Fiji, Part 2, The Mosquito Network and Medium Wave. AWR's 52nd anniversary and a DX report from Japan from Yukiko Tsuji. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam. AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to qsl at awr.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.
This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 